Welcome to Thrive, the podcast. My guest today is Judy Vandekerk, creator of miracles and guide to leaders, helping them live their most iconic life and their fullest expression. Judy didn't start out this way, and in this episode, she's sharing with us her experience of being enslaved from a very early age and her escape and what it was that led her to creating the life of her dreams and helping her clients to create a prosperous and joyful life for themselves. Welcome Judy to Thrive, the podcast. I noticed that you were speaking to a number of factors about the real quality and aspects of life that are often overlooked and ignored or feared. And you've created an extraordinary life. Having yeah. come from a childhood that was not a childhood by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So maybe in your own words, you can share with listeners, you know, what your world was and what it has become. So I'll start off by saying that in my model of the world, um, we are anatomically designed, anatomically designed to connect to, communicate with and create from infinite realms or infinite being our higher self, the highest energies in the highest frequencies. So when you think about that, we are anatomically designed, that's our body. Our body is designed to do that. Now I experienced that and I saw that and I um, seen this truth of that and I my life is evidence of that. Having come from um, an environment where I was, uh, to put it succinctly, locked up uh, from a very young age as a toddler till I escaped in my early 20s and tortured and abused and used as a slave and all that. Um, and at about 15 years old, I had an outer body or a supernatural or a mystical experience, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was it came at a point when I was at my lowest, lowest, lowest point. Um, I remember walking into a bathroom, into the bathroom at seven in the morning after the most horrendously abusive, torturous 12 hours throughout, throughout the night. And I was literally only living because my heart beat. I literally, literally, literally was, I felt like a piece of meat. And I literally would beg for my heart to stop beating at night. So I completely was, I was just flat, flat. And I walked into the bathroom and I walked out of the hand basin, looked in the mirror, and I noticed that I looked beyond the bruises on my face, the blood, dried blood on my face, and the torn pale blue nightgown and looked into the mirror and found myself looking into my eyes and almost like reaching into my eyes, my arm reaching down into my solar plexus and I grabbed something. I'll never ever forget that moment grabbing something. And for years I called it my something. I was clueless, I was not educated, I was isolated from society. I hardly knew it, I knew nothing, right? And uh, I grabbed something which I now know to be my core, my soul, my, my, my infinite being, mm -hmm. my truth. And in that moment, um, 
I was like taken out of my body and I was sort of outside. And I remember just floating outside. It was a cold November morning in Ireland, in Dublin, Ireland. Um, it was um, wet and rainy and gray and, and, but yet I was very warm and very comfortable. But I just remember this extraordinary sensation of oneness. You know, just in the, I became aware of one with birds that were flying and one with the trees, one with the rain on the window, one with what, with the grass being cut, like a small grass being cut in the distance. Just this really extraordinary sense of oneness with everything merging into just that same oneness. And then I felt this most extraordinary sensation, which I had no idea what it was, but it felt so, and there, to be honest with you, there are no words that can articulate the power of this experience, but it was like being wrapped in thousands of layers of, of, of cotton wool. It was just the most exquisite feeling. And I remember now I know it was the sensation of unconditional love. I'd never felt love. So it was this unconditional love. And I remember looking up and I looked up and I saw myself, my body, physical body, standing in front of the mirror. And in that moment, as I saw myself, th this, this love just went to my physical body. And it was, um, it healed everything that I had ever been through, was going to and was ever yet to go through. Mm -hmm. It was that instant healing, we're collapsing time to the ever present now. You know, just when I started to realize the truth about time and how the illusion is that, the, 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 the illusion of time that we have in this society is, is so, it's a killer in so many ways, in so many ways. Um, but that moment I got to see the truth about time right which is which is always the present moment and it in that moment of that healing was i got to see what the primordial field was what the truth is of who we are and how all of this means nothing nothing none of this means a thing it's about the ultimate the the, the highest most deliciously beautiful frequency of, of pureness of love of truth mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and yeah. And I got, and in that moment, I could see, I could pick anything I wanted. There was everything. And I will always remember, I planted three seeds in that moment. One was my life would be love, prosperity, and adventure. I didn't use the word prosperity at that time. I, I was clueless. I didn't even know that word existed. I used the word luxury, but I knew what I meant. I knew what I felt. It wasn't just luxury for the sake of luxury to have an Yves Saint Laurent handbag, for example. It was prosperity is what I was that was the energy what I was looking for. And I knew then that no matter what happened to me on the outside, nothing and no one could ever take this connection to my truth, my authentic truth, the truth of who I am. And that is nothing but joy and, and bliss and happiness and, and, and fun. That is, is my truth. And in me being that truth, I can achieve and do anything I choose with out exception mm. i knew that mm -hmm. i came back into my body and by the time i walked from the hand basin with the mirror to the door i knew that i would escape i knew without a shadow of a doubt the when never occurred to me because i had i had experienced the eternal moment of my, the eternal present moment now not a matter of time time and space it's all now so never did i think well when i just knew but I also knew something else, which is bizarre, 
considering the um, like the depth of that spiritual or enlightening experience I just had, I knew I would escape and I would get a job. And I knew it would be in merchant banking, stockbroking, oil and gas, or shipping. I had no clue what that meant. Nada. I was not educated. I had I could barely read or write. I was 15. I had no idea what all that, that is just what came through. I knew it. And I knew then that, okay, well, that's like, well, maybe I should sort of start getting some awareness on whatever these things are. And I started studying economy, economics, money, finance, business. Mm -hmm. And I managed to get books around it. And I started studying everything I could. Um, I started researching the origins of economics and book and money and all of that sort of stuff. And um, because here's the thing, when you know that we have access to all information that ever has been, ever is, and never will be, you know, you just tap into that energy, you tap into that knowledge, you know what it is you want to find out, you ask the question and receive the answer. We all do it. Now, here's the, here's the catch. In order to, we are always connected to our higher self, infinite being, whatever you want to call it, the divine within, we're always connected. There's one situation when we're not, and that's when you're so badly taken out that you're, in, you're deeply ingrained in severe criminality against uh, humankind. That's when you're not, okay? But other than that, we're always connected to infinite being, infinite realms, divine within. So therefore, we're always receiving information of all the one mind, one universe, all of it, all of its access to us all the time. But there's this field of interference, right? Because sometimes there's moments in life, I can remember periods of my life where I seemingly didn't seem to have access. Yes. And that is what I call the, this is this, we're not always open to receiving it. And that's the issue. We're always, is, we always have it, but we're not always open to receiving it. And what blocks that is a corrupted trilogy of being. This is what, this is in my model world, what makes sense to me according to what I've seen, what I have researched, what is my PhD, and what it is I have lived. And that is the trilogy of being is body, being, and planet, right? Body, which we know, being, which is who we're being, and planet, because we are of the planet right mm -hmm. so that that and the more harmonized that is the more we are open to receiving the awareness that's always coming through yeah. when it's corrupted and that the way it gets corrupted is with energetic interference that it's all around us now i'm going to say something that could trigger some people but i have no doubt about this this has been shown to me time and time and time again that 85 years ago there was this person called Freud, who coined the term ego, the whole of the self development, personal development field, psychology field is based on this construct of ego, which was coined by a guy 85 years ago, who was heavily energetically interfered with, like, look no further than um, obviously, you know, way he was with women, right? Right. Um, he didn't he didn't believe in a God, whether it be an anthropomorphic God or a divine God. He believed in no nothing, nothing of the divine. And he coined this phrase and society has taken it on and based everything on it. Mm. And all it's done is create these false identities. Now, mm. I call that ego interference identity. Now, the more we are that interference identity, the more corrupted the trilogy of being is and the more we are in service to that interference identity and the less we are able to receive 
the awareness that's always coming through. Yeah. And that blocks us from being the authentic expression of our truth. Mm -hmm. yeah. And therefore our own authentic being. And when we are that, we are naturally in the highest frequencies where we are energy providers, not just energy takers. And the more we are energy providers, the more the ripple effect of that just flows and flows and flows and flows. And the more we magnetize back to us everything we are creating without having to do a thing. So what would you say to people who have lived through some aspect of trauma and, you know, life for them is out of kilter. They have constructed their reality in a way that has actually given them a mountain to climb in a, in a way. What would you, what would you say to that? Because often, you know, there's a lot of work around, trauma response, trauma healing. Um, and a lot of that is woven into the memory and the story and the association and the patterns that we largely have buried even. And when we've buried them, we don't have access to move through necessarily, you know? What happens very often in trauma is that so my philosophy on this and my awareness around this is that when we when we experience trauma in that moment we connect to the truth of who we are because we there's nowhere outside of us right we can only go in in that moment we go in and that in that moment you experience a connection that is deeply profound for no matter how short or how long once that connection has been um has been experienced you can never lose it and and it's so potent that when you when you lose it and you can't connect with it again that creates the drama and the trauma the actual event itself, because remember, we are infinite beings. There's nothing that can, we can happen to us in the mortal realm that can traumatize us more than at all, because we are infinite beings. We can have the perception of trauma, okay, right? But it can't take us out. That's interference. And that's also, that is also, uh, what is the word for it? Um, uh, perpetuated by the narrative in this society we live in, mm. right? There's, that, that when the, we, every single person I've ever spoken to, when they've experienced that trauma, there has been a pull into their, into themselves so deep. And the depth of that inward connection and the, the depth of the connection to their infinite truth is there's a light that you experience in that moment that when you step away from it, it's the missing of that light that creates the trauma. But the, we are being perpetually told that it is the event that is creating the trauma. So we're trying to deal with the wrong thing. Instead of reconnecting to our truth, we're trying to run the story of the garbage that is the trauma, which is absolutely lies and illusion. Mm. And that's the drop, that is the real trauma. Is and that is all stemming from the whole construct of ego, mm -hmm. which is nothing but in energetic interference. It's interference identity. It's interesting because I know that some people, I mean, I can even reference my own experience growing up in a home where there wasn't total discord and total disconnection and, you know, just, just conflict and emotional issues. And I was the youngest in that scenario and you're watching it unfold around you. And the only place you can go is within. Yes. It's the only safe harbor you have really in that yeah. reality. 
and you have to wait until you grow up and then you have your own agency and you leave. Yeah. And for me, that moment of leaving, I felt like I was, I was free, except for the fact that I had carried certain behavioral patterns and so on and so forth with me. I, I took it along. Yes. And I didn't know how for a long time to relieve myself of that. So I sought solutions in things that were never going to, never going to help me. Yeah. Yeah, because we buy into the narrative of what things should be and how we should be feeling rather than trusting our own truth. So, so sorry, go on. When you left, were you, what was that like for you? Were you, were you carrying any of, any of that or you just yeah. literally stepped out into this? Yeah, so interesting. I love that question because that's perfectly where I was going next was, um, when I left, when I did escape and I ended up in London and I, um, within a week, got, uh, I had two job offers, one in shipping, one in oil, gas trading, and I took the oil and gas trading. Um, I, was, I was an accountant on oil and gas trading floor in London, earning almost six figures in the 90s during the Thatcher you know, uh, recession, right? It was crazy. How was that possible, right? No education. Mm. Um, I walked over into the office, I had a computer, I had never seen a computer before, but I knew how to work it, how is that possible? Um, so I lived in that connection for many years. I then moved to South Africa, I created my own businesses, I represented South Africa at World Championship Sports. I, you know, I just went from one thing to another to another, there was nothing, you know, if I got an idea, I'd do it, right? And, and it was, I had wealth, I had uh, success, I had, um, I was a para, I was a sponsored paragliding pilot, I was a champion water skier, swimmer, scuba diver, you name it, I was doing it, right? Um, they, and I go, oh, that sounds nice, I'll do that, and I would do it, and I'd get to the top and all that. So, that was all great and wonderful. I had one thing that went against me, though, one thing that I didn't um, navigate so well. I had a lot of people that I knew because I was involved in so much. And I had like friends, so to speak, but I didn't have deep connection with people. People didn't understand me and I didn't understand people. People didn't understand me because I was a hell yes to everything. I didn't understand that there were other people because other people are saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. There was a disconnect. I couldn't understand it and they couldn't understand me. So there was like this like discombobulation. And I decided one day for whatever reason, in a moment of weakness, I am now, I declared, I am now going to be normal. I literally declared that to myself. Oh. I'll never forget where I was. I'll never forget where I was. I was in Marco, a coffee shop um, in the Victorian Albert waterfront in Cape Town. I will never forget it. It was a beautiful sunny afternoon. I'm looking at Table Mountain. I'm drinking a, a cappuccino. And I said, right, I'm going to be normal. Wow. That opened the floodgates of 18 months of sheer unadulterated hell on earth. Um, right. Mm -hmm. I then, like I do everything, threw my whole self into it, you know, completely. Mm -hmm. And I became normal. And I started, you know, connecting with people and being like everybody else and like all the ways and all the things. And if I didn't have four or five parties or dates lined up in a night, I was a failure. And I was looking more and more outside of myself. And my life got crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier. I completely lost my light. Right. 
I then, I got to a point where I'd be paragliding, pilots would leave the sky because, oh my gosh, Judy's here. You know, I'd be a danger to myself and others in the sky. Um, it literally, my life went out of control. And, and, and I, I knew it and I just like, eventually I got to a point where I just wanted the world to stop, just stop, give me a minute. I need to think, what's going on here? And um, so I started taking overdoses and I took like, I don't know, but eight or nine overdoses in a number of months period. Like it was so bad that I would take an overdose, get into hospital, have my stomach pumped, be released a couple of days later. And that day, take another one, get back into the hospital in a coma again, a stomach pump again. That's how chaotic it got. Well, right? yeah. Until were the last. Feeling, were you feeling Sorry. a particular way of depression, suicidal, or this was just a compulsion? Oh, it was just, I just wanted everything to stop. It's just like I, with the trauma, the hell, the not being good enough. I didn't know what that felt like. How do you mm. live with this? Mm. How do you live with not feeling good enough? How do you feel with I can't do this? How do you feel with, um, uh, you know, yeah. not being able to show the truth? In my work, I call that like the matrix of orientation. And it's like a matrix. It just traps you in and pushes you down. <laughs> it's literally that. Oh, it was hell. All right. It was hell, no matter what I, I couldn't, I just, it's like, it got to a point in time where, you know, I wasn't looking to die, but if I died, I died. I didn't care because I couldn't continue, but it, I just wanted the world to stop. Give me a minute to think. Right. And, um, uh, I remember on the last overdose, I remember taking the last overdose and I'm saying, I remember looking at myself, taking the, the drugs. It would always be the same cocktail of drugs. It was easy for it to get. So I'd go from one doctor to another, to another, to another, lie through my teeth. Um, and I, it was always the same cocktail. And I remember taking them and looking at myself in the mirror as I'm taking them and thinking, you don't really need this one. And I thought, no, I've made up my mind, I'm doing it. Right, so I did it. And I remember waking up um, in the hospital a few days later. And as I woke up again in ICU and coma and covered in charcoal, um, again, I remember I had an epiphany. And it's akin to, I'd rather have the whole world against me than my own soul. It was like, it was, it all became clear to me. And I remembered back to when I was locked up, tortured, used as a slave and abused and, and all that. Um, I was in outer hell, but inner heaven, mm. right? Nothing could take that from me. Mm. I had connection. I had my truth. I had wonderment. I had, I had a love of life, even though my environment was hell. And yet all these years later, I had created a life that people thought was heaven. And I had it all inside I was in hell so I decided okay enough of this found yeah. my way back to me and then I started to that was what started me on the journey to understanding more about human behavior what is what is this all about and what is it that I saw and experienced and what is it that people are experiencing and where's the gap and how do we close that gap and that's yeah. what I spent the last 25 years doing alongside running a couple of phenomenal companies oh yes <laughs> yes so yes. so how do we, how do people close that gap because this is the this is the process i myself have been on that journey you know of really coming to understand the structural dynamics of human behavior how that matrix of beliefs kind of gets us into this entrapment cycle and then we don't have access to the full range of our true nature and then it's a journey. It sounds though, how you've described it, that it's less of a journey and more of a, well, I guess it's a choice. 
that's very important, right? To make that choice in the first place, to listen to the guidance that we receive. Yeah, but if you've got a if you've got a lot of energetic interference, you're not going to receive it. So what I have learned is that when there's so many different ways in which energetic interference, which there is lots of in this world, in this society, in this planet, right? There's lots. There is false light. That's an energetic interference, which more and more people are getting trapped into. There's um, anthropomorphic deities. There's um, there's there's thought forms. There's conditioning. There's programming. There's genetic programming. My, what I've what I've more recently started doing with my clients is clearing the de- genetic programming, which is causing an addiction to suffering, an unconscious addiction to suffering. And that programming started many thousands of years ago with the with the deification of suffering, and mm-hmm. it has been ingrained in us genetically amplified over the centuries to the point now where we are living in a society who is genetically programmed with an addiction to suffering what gets broadcast in the media is just deliberate interference to make us completely freak out yeah and And it feeds it feeds the unconscious addiction to suffering that's why we gravitate to it gravitate to it gravitate all the time like which would rather people which would put people rather watch drama blood and sweat and and tears and 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 hell and from fire and stone and all that stuff or some peace and joy and calm guarantee it's the trigger yeah yeah absolutely because that in that calm and in that stillness and in that peace the the mind gets thinking and thinking that nothing is happening and that and that is interference that's energetic interference because when we are connected and um, receiving awareness from our infinite truth and receiving it there is bliss and joy no matter what no matter what the environment is you're in that state of uh, of homeostasis of calmness and um, serenity, grace, um, with obviously like ebbs and flows of joy, bliss, fun, you know, all of that. Then there's obviously a bit of sadness that comes in every now and it's appropriate. If your dog dies, you're gonna be sad, right? But it's the energetic interference that makes us feel fear, uncertainty, um, jealousy, anger, rage, um, not good enough, um, all of those things. That's just energetic interference. That's not authentically ours. Infinite being would never feel that. So mm-hmm. whose is it? It's not ours. It's not authentically ours. So mm-hmm. what my work is, I, I'm, I'm showing people how that is keeping them limited and, and showing them how to clear it, right? So, when, so the point is when, what happens is when we get, the first place that gets taken out is our, um, by energetic interference is our magnetic energy field. And that's what blocks our ability to be in the energy, the high frequency energy of love, compassion, joy, gratitude, appreciation, the higher frequencies, truth, our truth. When the magnetic energy field is gets suppressed, suppressed, and this has actually been scientifically proven. And I'm actually working with a neuroscience lab at the moment who is who are they are able to see how when I'm clearing people of energetic interference, how it is actually rewiring their mind, their brain, sorry, and it's rewiring the neurons in the brain. It's breaking those connections that is the the connection to suffering, and those neurons are finding their way to their authentic truth because as I'm clearing people they are clear of all energetic interference in that moment i clear the interference it breaks the neuron neuro connection 
connections, the synaptic connections to suffering, and they find their way naturally to their authentic truth. Mm. And when they connect, now you get to be autonomous, sovereign in your body, powerful and empowered in your body, and, and know and trust in the unknown. Mm. And that's when we get to create magic and miracles. That's when we get to create that's where we get to be in the expansive energy of what I call dynamic creation. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're an energy provider and how we amplifyingly bring opportunities and possibilities to us without us doing anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I did. Tell us more about that. Everything I've created has come from that. And every time I, 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 I'm listening to what society calls ego that I call interference identity every time I put energy or attention to that I am sad I feel like a failure mm. the truth is I'm not infinite being all of every single one of us is an infinite being every single one of us and there's no one that can ever no one so special to think that they do not have it we mm. all are the same we all come from different dimensions that's fine that's another story another whole discussion but we all come from the same we all have the same capacity but the extent to which your magnetic energy field gets taken out will be the extent to which you feel trapped limited small um and uh frustrating we experience frustration and all of that is a lie it's not you not yours not authentically you infinite being is it all is everything we are everything we can be everything we can be anything we choose to be when we clear this stuff out mm -hmm. what i've heard you say is that um you know many times you would see something and you would just go oh, that looks like fun i'm gonna go do that yeah and this led you to creating lots of businesses of your own as well so you came to yeah. london you were employed for a while you obviously accelerated at a rapid rate beyond that point of him being employed no i didn't no yeah, no, okay. not at all. What happened was, um, about 10 months later, I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very human experience. <laughs> yes. Now, here's an interesting, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because um, I did, I got fired. Um, what happened was I was called uh, aside and oh, during the 10 months, I, I was very good at what I did, right? Every day I was reporting our positions to the chairman in New York. Um, I had a great relationship with the, with the chairman and all that. Everything was great. I was really good at what I was doing. Of course, but why wouldn't I be, right? Because I trust the awareness that comes through. And, um, but I wouldn't play the politics. I wouldn't play the the corporate games. I had no ability to. Remember I said years later, I always had this thing and it got to me. It was all these little things that would happen. And I just and, and I just wouldn't play the game and people were very frustrated. So there was like this love-hate relationship going on in the office and all this. But like with the chairman, it was always a phenomenal relationship. But anyway, my immediate boss eventually one day called me aside and said, uh, we're gonna pay you a lot of money to go quietly. Can you just now go, please? So I said, okay, fine. So I remember this, like, as, like literally, I, could, I felt the, uh, the, the collective sigh of relief the moment I walked out the door <laughs> with all the, you know, having been paid off. Here's the interesting thing is I did not let that, I not did not let, that did not mean anything to me. I did not apply a meaning to that. It was just that, oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, what next? What else is possible? I did not apply a meaning to that. 
There was no, oh, what was me? I'm not good enough. Oh, what was me? What if I never find another job? Whoa, what was me? How am I going to manage this? Oh, what was me? They didn't love me. You know, none of that. Okay. None of that was there. Not because I had tried not to feel that, not because I was coached, not because of any of it. It just wasn't in my makeup. Mm-hmm. It was just, oh, okay. All right. Cheers. Thanks for the money. Okay. <laughs> what next? What else is possible? I look for another job. Within a week, I had another job. Same, similar, very similar job, only very, very similar. And 10 months later, the same thing happened again. And that happened five times. It's got to a point where I was literally making money by being fired. I was always asked, always paid to go quietly because I never learned the the, sort of like the dance, the corporate dance. I didn't want it, didn't interest me. It was like, right? I remember the last time it happened was in Cape Town. And I remember walking out of the, the office and we, again with my payoff in my grubby mitts and looking up at Table Mountain and the sun setting behind it. And I'm saying, really, is this it? Is this going to be it? <laughs> the story of my life, Groundhog Day. <laughs> yes. And, um, and then I just got a, like a message that comes through and it says, do your own thing. Mm. Okay. Not sure what that means. All right. But you trust. And the next thing, it's about not letting it go to your head, not letting, not trying to figure out in your head. Your head is not your friend. Your head, do not ever be in service to your head. Mm-hmm. Right? So when this awareness comes through, okay, interesting. The next thing I found myself doing was I had a company called Dial a Teddy. Right, because I didn't have I didn't have toys growing up, right? So I had this craving for soft toys, and on my bed I had about by this time in my life I had about a hundred, and um, um, I thought, well, who wouldn't want a teddy bear, right? <laughs> so I thought, well, I love them, everyone loves them. So I had this company called Dial a Teddy, and it was uh, before internet, and I hand drew posters, and I before affiliates were a thing. I uh, went to flower shops and liquor stores and, and, and chocolate sweet shops and all that. I partnered with them. I had my posters on their windows and all that. It was a thriving business. It was such fun. And I would deliver them on my motorbike. And it was amazing. It, I learned so much about human behavior in that business. And that was the start of my entrepreneurial journey. Okay. How old were you then? I was in my mid-20s by then. Right. So... It, I, at some point, you opened your trading company, tra- Tribe of Traders. And this is really interesting as well, because I guess the thing is, you know, if, for, for a lot of people struggle with the money aspect of life. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, huge amounts of people, what, what happens is being caught up in the pursuit of the money mm-hmm. and doing things just for the money, for the money, pursuit of the money. And then you get the money and you feel numb and empty and you wonder why it was such a big deal and you also overlook sometimes the planning of your money because all your drive was the focus of just being able to get the money in the first Mm -hmm. but this has never been your problem no 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 money to me has been so easy always has been so easy because it's the effect of who i am so money for me has been the simplest thing on the planet i i it just i've made a million twice in my life on one phone call in two different occasions so money for me is it's the easiest thing in the world um it's a money is see here's the thing interference of energy the interference and the corruption money is a very heavily corrupted 
construct is a very heavily interfered with construct and there's a lot of illusions and lies around it and society uh, perpetuates that um, perpetuates this um, and encourages us to chase the money and what are you having to sacrifice what are you losing on the chase of it when you get there what have you got most people that's why most people lose it they get it and they lose it that's the that's the cycle for most people but the truth of the fact is money is an, is the effect of who you are and when you are more of who of your truth when you are living in the highest frequencies of your own authentic truth devoted committed to your truth to the point where you are as i said before an energy provider that's when you start bringing opportunities to you without having to do anything no work hard no struggle no wondering how to do the marketing what content to create how to write this post and what to write here and all that all that is garbage mm -hmm. i've i always say this i have a, a lot of clients come to me for for one-to-one -one retreats in in mexico and i always say that i could literally they could literally come and i we ex we have a luxurious experience i could literally spend a few days with them talking about different biscuit flavors and they will leave with as much of a shift as uh if i talked to them all about quantum physics and human behavior and interference and infinite being solidly for three or four days because it's not what i do or who i do it's who i am and what i do and how i do it Mm -hmm. it's, being, it's the energetic ripple effect because my number one language is my awareness it's not the english i speak it's not the words i say it's awareness yeah. and moving on that awareness and when you move on awareness you're in the unknown and when you move on that awareness into the unknown you activate the newest part of your brain the telencephalon which has got insight and foresight and that is where intuition resides you marry that intuition with awareness you create magic and miracles at speeds that you have no you cannot even begin to make up but there's no logical sense mm. it makes no logical sense and the body plays part an important role is what i've yes. just in this because the more open we can be in our energy you see most a lot of people are armored in their physicality and they do not feel even on the subtle physical levels. And there is this distinction between feeling in terms of emotion, what we um, the emotions that we feel, and the subtlety of feeling that is felt in the body and the energy frequencies that we are able to receive and emanate as a result of how open or closed we are in our body. And our body being the receiver and the intelligence, whereas the, the brain being the intellect, if that makes sense, is kind of how I describe it. I remember the ease of receiving when I'm in that place, when I've come from that place, matches exactly what you said, that all the marketing and all the advertising and all the this and the that is garbage because you don't need any of it, right? All the energy we spend in projecting a certain image or getting a particular website together or blah, 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 whatever it is, does not equal the energy mm -hmm and the vibration and the frequency that is the very thing that creates the attraction and the abundance and the magnetism yeah, yeah. and the opportunities and mm. yeah. because when you when you are in your truth your infinite being there is only expansive energy with expansive energy there's higher frequencies and the higher frequencies that's magnetic mm. and um and the ripple effect of that is what creates and we get to be more of all the time, all the time. And it, we, we are designed to dynamically create all the time. It's not just about like a lot of the gurus would say or the 
whatever Anne would say, you know, it's about being your truth and it's all about being. Yes, it is all about being, but it's also about what you do with that being in the highest frequencies. And that is dynamically creating. And as you're dynamically creating, you're always evolving, evolving more possibilities, more what else is possible. So in my model of the world, it's always gratitude for whatever I'm experiencing, any moment of every every day, in joy and happiness and flow and all that. And what else is possible? What else is possible? So my, you know, in my world, what you know, my day is lived is my lived experience of my day is living in the energy all the time of what else is possible: gratitude, love, um, and appreciation, and what else is possible. And the moment I'm finding myself being pulled into points of views, I clear that because that's not mine. Points of views, fixed points of views are a form of interference. They're not yours and not you ever. They never are. They keep you limited. They keep you trapped. So when we are in the higher frequencies, we find that we're more observing of whatever is going on around us, not reacting, not responding, not defending, not justifying, not aligning and agreeing, resisting and reacting. We are centered, we're not in a spectrum. The more of a spectrum you're in, the more low vibration, more low vibration, the more you're in the interference identity, you're in service to that. Mm. And not you're now separate from your authentic truth. Because mm. in truth, there is only truth or not truth. There's not good, bad, maybe, evil this or that there's only truth or not truth it's as simple as that and my focus is always only on truth tell Sorry. us a little bit about truth because the you know there, there's the truth there's my truth your truth can you unpack that a little bit there's in the in okay there's the truth based on judgment or there's your infinite authentic truth and the infinite authentic truth will only ever be that which is love, that is which is compassion, that is which is uh, gratitude and, and joy and bliss and devotion and commitment. Just that is the is the um, is the states of being that do not pull you into any form of spectrum. Mm. A truth where the Catholic religion is the only one and the Protestant was saying, no, the Protestant is the only one, for example, their truth in that are based on polarity. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? There's the, there's the difference. It's all about, you know, it, everything is what it is and seeing it for what it is, not judging, not comparing, mm. not defending, not justifying. Mm and moving from that place. Mm. Yeah. How did all of this lead you to start firstly Tribe of Traders? Because I think that's where you began. Was that the next project that came after? Oh, I I went from, I did so many things. Like I've changed the law in several countries around the protection of women and children. I've started a whole new wine region. As I became international woman winemaker of the world. I had an international property portfolio. I um, did, oh, I started the digital bra, revolutionizing bra technology. Um, yeah, there's so many things I did. And then I was talking on stages around the world with lead world leaders. And I just eventually felt that this was the, this is where I started going off piece for myself. I felt like a, I wanted to tell people or help people when I realized, hold on a second, that's not my job. That's not who I am here. That's not what I'm here for. It didn't give me the, I was very successful, but I wasn't getting the, um, it wasn't giving me the, the, the bliss. It was work, right? It was work. 
and and there was something off and I knew it and I felt it so I stopped I put some signs out I like yeah whatever this doesn't work that doesn't work that well I'm gonna give it up so I stopped it I stopped it all went on holiday and then out of the blue I said okay I'm going back to basics the very first thing I ever did was trading I'm going back to trading so I started this business tribal traders I had no idea why I was doing it it was literally an epiphany I had when I was in a swimming pool in Thailand and when you follow these epiphanies or these awarenesses that come through you'll always always be for your higher good mm-hmm. so I started this company and within six months it was a multiple six-figure business right it was it was crazy it had no name no brand nothing right and it just took off and that's where because I've always had a you know from that first experience I was a 15 year old when I started studying money and economics and I really understand money I really understand finances and then I started this business and and then I started to see how my work was integrating into that my truth was integrating into that and that is about it's who we are who we become on the pursuit of creating wealth and these are the type of traders I was attracting into my world and we were now I was able to share with them um, the experience of trading from awareness not not trying to um, not chasing trades but trading from awareness so in other words they connect to their truth in the higher frequencies and they are now energy providers energy givers and the ripple effect of that and that's when they get awareness as to what trades to take what moves are moving where where the money is to be made in the market it's all about who they are in when they're trading and then and that just just grew in strength and strength and strength we're actually six years tomorrow um, next month and my husband now is ceo of that he runs that mm. and i now do i'm now working with people activating them into higher frequencies by clearing energetic interference that's blocking them so they become stable in higher frequencies and free to live their authentic truth in bliss and joy and prosperity mm, that's wonderful i love that especially at a time when so many people have gone through like to me what you're doing you and your husband has such perfect synergy yes because yeah. people have gone through especially in 2020 a complete firstly interference secondly the realization of what was stinking long before anybody saw 2020 right yeah and then really being left to pick up the pieces but their possibility of creating a whole different bulging mm. playing in that old dimension anymore with money how yeah. do you see that because i'm curious about it you know i'm curious about well firstly financial systems that we've had for eons and you mentioned you know it's it's did you say the word corrupted the <laughs> industry i think in our conversation before we went online we were talking about that the industry typically is an is a corrupted industry it's a, it's like everyone who here has not been scammed in some way or seen the scammer saying yo come work with me and in six months you will have a ferrari just like i have you know and all this sort of stuff it's very materialistic um so it's a very corrupted um you know same as crypto right it's very corrupted very uh prone to um to scams and stuff like that but yet it does not have to be because the tribe tribe traders and 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 we're not the only one there's other people i'm sure doing the similar thing um but for us it's about the journey of who we become and on the process we create wealth it's why I, what I what I call in in the tribe of traders is what I call it's the gift that keeps on giving because you, you get to 
to clear anything that's blocking you being in the highest frequencies, your authentic self, and you get to make a lot of money on the way. So what's not to love about trading? So, so do you clear people energetically and they join tribe of traders or do you sometimes bring people into tribe of traders and find that there's something going on for them and then they come and work with you is there that well, it's mainly it's mainly my husband now does that he does mainly the tribe of traders so often people are working with me and if they're working with me and they express an interest in tribe of traders i'm able to tell them whether they're right for it yet or not just wait just like not quite stable in higher frequencies wait let's do more work or whatever or you know what it's not I, i'm what for me when i'm in your field i can't see that as a as an alignment that you're it's a you're 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 drawn to it because of a void mm. um anytime you're drawn to anything around money because of a void it's doomed to corruption and uh, corruption when i say corruption i'm not talking about like corporate corruption i'm talking about um interference corrupting yes. it and in, in inwardly it's not going to be satiated yes. in your yes moment. yeah because it's not for everybody. And, um, but when we get people into the tribe of traders, they are drawn energetically to what we do. So they're open and curious about what the journey will include. And that's when, because Tiny does this work with me, he's my husband, he, he does this work with me now. And, um, and so he works with clearing, get any, getting any uh, embodied interference cleared for them and, uh, and releasing anything that needs to releasing so that they're open for extraordinary trading and results. When did the, when did the, when did the clearings aspect of your life begin? You mentioned, you know, you stopped all this stuff and, you know, and then you, you, you began. It started coming in about six years ago, but it really, I really went full in on it about two and a half years ago. Mm. I had a near death ago to about two years, two and a half years ago. And what happened was that near death, it was crazy because, you know, I've been, Tiny and I have celebrated 21 years married last week, right? We've been, and I, he's my best friend. He's my lover. He's my best friend. He's my soulmate. He's, he's everything, right? And uh, we have a great uh, fun together. We always work together. And I live a nomad life. I live in Mexico. I, you know, I have a great life. Why would I be dying? Right, I had this like near death. Right, it was crazy, and um, and as I was drifting off into coma, um, I was um, I was being told, "Well, your work is done here. You've gone as far as you're prepared to go. Your work is done." And I said, "No, no, 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 no. I'll do what I need to do. I'll do what I need to do." And that was because. And then when I came back, um, I. I'm doing this now full time. I always avoided this part of the work. Oh, this part of the work was all this, you know, engaging in energetic interference. I've always avoided that because to me, I only ever wanted to see everything's love, everything's love, everything's love. Because my experience is that I love and gratitude to everyone that um, was responsible for doing what they did when I was a child growing up. Right? I have, I have soul level love for that for them and and that experience. Again, that could be another story, but it's it's pure Legal. gratitude and love I have in my every fiber of my being for that. Um, but I did a little bit over the years sort of confused that and and it and felt that everything in life was love, but it's not. Everything in the divine, everything in the higher frequencies is love. Everything in lower frequency, everything in the um, energetic interference of low vibration, um, is not love at all. Yeah. It's why we can experience heaven or hell here on this physical plane. Yeah. 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 So 
So eventually you found the courage to begin to do this, this side of the work, to be able to see that we yeah. didn't want to see before. Yeah. So when I'm going into people's field, what I'm doing is I'm activating them. I don't, I don't connect to people's physical field. I'm connecting to their infinite realms and I am allowing their energy to clear the interference. So I'm activating them. I'm not doing, I'm, I'm a catalyst. So I'm going into their field. I'm getting their highest energies, highest realms, the highest frequency to filter down the clearing of their own body, mm -hmm. right? Um, of their own body being a planet. So clearing that. And then I show people how to stay clear. And it's it's an immediate clearing. So addiction to suffering, that's an immediate clearing. Clearing uh, fragments, which psychology calls dissociations. That's immediate. No sitting running 101 freaking stories. We clear it immediately. It all is instant. So, so yeah. Fantastic. How would people find you and reach you in order to, I think you're running something on the 20th, aren't you? That I saw yes. Yes. about the 20th. Actually, funny enough, it's actually all about, um, it's wholeness. It's, I'm, going to, I'm calling it wholeness, um, the whole truth. And it's about um, connecting with our truth and understanding it and um, being more discerning between our authentic truth and interference identity and showing how the whole construct of ego interference identity is an illusion it's false not you not yours never will be never has been and how to how it show you how it's impacting and limiting your life and how to get around it and thrive how would people sign up to that um you can um come and connect with me on facebook and um I will be sharing a link on that very shortly. I haven't got that link finalized yet, but I'll be sharing that. It's a free um, masterclass I'll be doing. And, uh, or in the interim, they could do um, Alchemy of Healing, which is a, um, a class I did similar to that. How about what we talked about earlier, that when you're in the trauma, how, that, how you connect to your truth in that moment. And it's the, the narrative that creates the trauma after the effect. I talked about that in the alchemy of healing, which I've got on my web, on my Facebook profile as well, which okay. you can get. And is there these links on your website? If I pop your website link in the show notes? I think so. Yes. <laughs> my website is brutal. All right. This again, I chose yeah. goes to show like I am full people coming to me every single day, but yet I don't have a, a you know, top end, wonderfully up-to-date website at all, right? Yeah, um, I'm the same. I'm <laughs> but yet, because it's energy, I get people coming to me every day and people saying to me, I have no idea why I need to work with you, but I am called and I don't understand it, but can I work with you? Mm. That's how energy works. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you, Judy, for taking the time to come on and share with me and be in this conversation. Um, absolute pleasure I absolutely loved it Liz thank you I know that you know the people who need to hear this will hear this you know that's what what this podcast is here for essentially to help people thrive that's the name of the podcast right to help them no matter what they've been through or where they've been um, yeah essentially create a completely different reality and realize their own heaven on earth yeah cool so, yeah Absolutely. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and subscribe to the podcast.
If you would love to reach out to my guest or myself, visit the show notes where you'll find all our contact information. Thank you so much for listening.